Passenger Seat Podcast, a podcast designed to fill your passenger seat with chat about classic cars, all recorded from my 1968 Morris Minor Peggy. I'm Becca, and today I'm doing the pickup drive of my partner from work. Um, it's a horrible rainy day, but I needed to give Peggy a good run because with lockdown and things, she's not getting as many as she usually does and the rain doesn't bother me too much so hopefully the wind and rain doesn't bother you in terms of the audio too much either. My quirk of classic car ownership to talk about today is our fascination with the history of our cars and it will lead very nicely into today's topic as no doubt you've seen from the title but I can imagine that if I was borrowing uh, if I was buying a modern car maybe from post 2000 onwards I would be far less concerned about who owns it and who has owned it and things like that yes we're concerned with things like mileage but anything other than that um, and, and maybe how, how nicely it's been looked after but anything other than that we're a whole lot less concerned than we are with our classic cars and we certainly wouldn't be doing things like tracing photos of the car down on the internet and, and sending emails so uh, as you'll see today that's certainly something that I've been engaging with recently Classic car ownership is really very different for everyone. We've all got kind of different ideals when it comes to owning a classic car. Some people would like to own a car that's going to be a project. They can show off their skills and make it something of their own. Whereas others are much more interested in having a reliable, usable, working car that they can immediately start enjoying on the road um, because there's certainly some enjoyment to be had by those who are restoring cars um, in its own way but we're all looking for lots of different things and some of that information can come from the history of our cars something that you often see mentioned in the sale of a classic car is the huge amounts of information that it's coming with. Um, Peggy herself came with a huge briefcase of a lot of work that had been done to her and things that I could look through and find out lots of information and I'll go into a bit more detail about that in a minute. But if we haven't got that sort of information we're often heavily reliant on the honesty of the current owner, the knowledge of the current owner and what we can decipher from that. There used to be a time when we could look up and find old log books and as owners we could collect those. It's something that my dad's done for some of his cars and been able to collect all of the log books uh, along the way of his ownership and keep hold of them to an extent as well. But that's not an option anymore. Uh, unfortunately, nowadays, Apparently because of GDPR, 
but there's a few suspicions that it's other reasons such as workload and things with the DVLA. We can't get access to previous owners and information through the DVLA without good reason. So for example, a court case or something kind of along those lines of severity and there's lots of information on the DVLA's website about finding out whether or not your search for more information about your car is going to be eligible. If we're not going to be able to get it through those means, then it's interesting to find out what other options that are available to us. There are a few uh, websites, particularly car insurance websites that I found whilst doing some research for this podcast that make some interesting suggestions about what our options are as classic car owners for finding more information about our cars. And I tried some of those out and I'll go through some of those um, in today's podcast. But I think it's important to know where I started with. What I already knew, buying Peggy and since buying Peggy, having looked through the files. So I was buying Peggy from a gentleman in Willingham and he told me that Peggy was bought by him uh, just over a year before I bought it off her, intended to go and basically live at his holiday home in Norfolk and be his holiday car. But with the pandemic and with his vast collection of other classic cars, it was decided that she was best, his least favourite, to go on to uh, another home. So in that case, I can date her to about 2019, early 2019. Prior to that, I've got a huge briefcase with really quite a lot of detail. Um, that dates back to the beginning of the 90s really. In the beginning of the 90s it looks like she was owned by a gentleman in Peterborough, literally just round the corner from my current workplace which is just the craziest coincidence and the coincidences do not end there. Uh, And by the looks of her MOT certificates and things like that she moves to North Wales, possibly near Conwy in the mid 1990s. From that point we see her moving actually back to Peterborough, a road round the corner from her original house and also very close to my current place of work in the early 2000s. Now by the looks of it she lived there until about 2014 according to all the things like letters about uh, getting some work done on her and all and orders for parts and things like that I can't find looking up the addresses from um, the paperwork on Google Maps any kind of photographs uh, of her there but there is a garage there are some other classic cars there So that was quite interesting to see that this person was obviously kind of doing quite a lot of work on her alongside owning other classic cars at the time. 
And then, according to my files, uh, a gentleman named Malcolm owned her and was living in Bolton at the time, so quite a big move for her. And following Malcolm, it believes that that is when uh, the gentleman that I bought her off purchased her. Now, according to my V5, I can also see that there was five previous owners, so I am Peggy's sixth owner. And according to the names I have, I'm her first female owner. Um, but there is a missing name. There's only four names that I have, and I'm presuming that the guy that bought her in the early, uh, in the early 1990s bought her off her original owner and started restoring her from then. And so that very first owner is someone who I am missing the name of and may have been something that under the old schemes I could have worked out. Now, the other kind of really easy thing that we can all do is look up the number plates. If you believe that the number plate you have is a number plate that is age related and one that has kind of been on the car from the beginning, we can find out things like where the car was first registered and for Peggy that with her PRP at the beginning, I believe that is going to be Northamptonshire. So it's quite close to Peterborough where she ends up in the 1990s. So she may have spent her entire life in Northamptonshire up until that point. Oh boy, it's really raining now. <laughs> about our cars. So I found an interesting article on Footman James talking about the fact that we can now no longer get this access to our V5s and previous logbooks and what other options there are out there for us. Now the first option was to Google the reg plate and to me this seemed like uh, a really obvious thing but it's not something that I had thought of doing at all. Uh, I've owned Peggy now for a year and certainly not tried that at all. And I was really surprised to see that actually stuff came up. I managed to find a Flickr page with a huge amount of photos of her all uploaded about 2014. And it was really interesting to see the kind of state that she was in, the, the level of kind of her bodywork, especially considering I could see how much work had been done on her and things from my files. So it was really interesting to find these photos. And I had looked at kind of the name associated with the Flickr account and it wasn't a name that I had on my files. So this was really interesting to me because it wasn't someone I was familiar with and it also seemed to be taken in Yorkshire uh, because the name associated with the account was uh, West Yorkshire Classic Cars and I hadn't got her down as being in Yorkshire ever so this really interested me and so I wanted to do a little bit more research so I spent a bit of time looking through the photos 
and realised that in the background of one of the photos there was the name of uh, what I presume to be kind of a garage or something. So I looked it up and I actually managed to find the place on Google, still running, still operating, uh, still related to classic cars and I sent them uh, an email very quickly actually uh, and that was what really surprised me was that I got a response really quite quickly and that even though this was maybe six years ago um, there was a response there was some information given um, the gentleman told me that he works kind of primarily on Rolls Royces and Bentleys uh, he owned the land but he rented a small part of the land out to uh, a guy who worked primarily on Minis and Morrises and other kind of British small car classics from the period. He kindly gave me the name of that garage and I emailed, no I actually contacted them when I found them through Instagram and again hugely helpful, hugely keen to help me and help me find out more information about my car. Again, something that we probably wouldn't find with searching up the history of a modern car. And the guy who ran the Instagram account and runs the garage told me that it wasn't actually a car that they had had in their garage, but it was a car that had been owned by his friend who sometimes used some space at the garage and kind of acted as a trader in classic cars. He pointed me to his friend's Instagram account from the period and I was able to find even more pictures of Peggy and it was so surprising because some of them are really similar to the sort of photos that I've managed to take of her and it was really weird to see photos of my car before she was my car. So unfortunately the guy doesn't use his Instagram anymore, um, he's come off Instagram but the guy who owned the garage was really kind and said that he would pass on my email address to his friend and see if he wanted to get in touch. And really fortunately, about a week later he did. Um, the guy gave me some more information and I know that he fits in between the guy who lived in Bolton, Malcolm, and the guy who lived in Peterborough. Or Although he believes that uh, the car came from London, so possibly there was a brief period there where she lived in London, or the guy had been commuting from Peterborough to London and perhaps was trimming down his uh, classic car collection uh, at the time. she was a non-runner when she came to Sam, uh, the guy who I was put in touch with and also uh, had a few features that he had to change but he didn't really get to finish all the work he wanted to do on her before he sold her on um, as he had quite a lot of cars at the time so he did sell her on as a little bit of a project car and uh, the guy Malcolm who uh, lived in Bolton was believed to be uh, a mechanic and a sprayer so was capable of putting her into the really lovely condition that uh, I came to own her in as well.
I was really surprised at how much information I was able to get from literally just typing in the registration plate of my car and I wanted to see if it was going to be something that would be useful to you guys at all. Uh, so I typed in the registration plates of my dad's two cars and one of them, absolutely nothing came up. And that might well be because uh, my dad has owned uh, that car since kind of before the internet was what it was now. And so there really isn't much out there of, or on her. And the other car, a few pictures of a rally that we did a few years back came up and they were pictures that we hadn't seen. So it was really nice to come across those, but really uh, not a huge amount there. So if your car has been owned by its current owner um, for a really long time, you're probably not gonna find much out there and you're not gonna have as much success as I did. And I'm still in contact with uh, the guy, getting a few answers to a few questions that I have. And I found out some really interesting stuff about things like about her engine uh, that were unique, that having not had the chance to meet up with many other Morris Minor owners in my short ownership because of the pandemic uh, and kind of compare, compare engine bays, it's been really useful to learn these unique things about my car. James article a suggestion is made there about putting uh, your car in uh, a local forum if you've managed to keep it local or in a car club forum now fortunately the Morris Minor Club has uh, a few Facebook groups and forums where I could do this but I didn't feel the need to uh, do that given my success with other things. I have seen others do it and get quite a few different answers, a few responses, so it might be something worth doing if you're looking for a bit more information about your car, especially if when you bought it, you found bits and pieces that kind of said Morris Miners Owners Club, because the likelihood is that name or that car may well be on, on the registers and they'll be able to you a bit more about it and that kind of goes for regardless of your make and model. You might even want to think about putting a little article if you're desperate to find things out in uh, a club magazine and things in the hope of learning a few more things and getting some responses perhaps from those people in the club that have been around a little longer and aren't so interested or involved in the internet. still going to be kind of living at those addresses or you don't even really need access to, to names you could just get the idea of oh they were in this area of the country and hopefully maybe access local clubs who might have 
different memories and different people who can give you information than your national clubs. You can also look into little garages and things like that that were in the area who may have worked on the car if you've got an, even an idea of the area your car was in. I'm really lucky to have such a huge folder of history attached to Peggy and I'm hoping to eventually maybe recreate some of those photos that I found on the internet if I'm ever passing the Yorkshire area. But also it's really fun to think that when I'm driving her to work she's probably passing somewhere where she spent the good part of 20 years. some better weather so happy motoring and safe driving